Hi, I'm David Yaz with the Boston Podcast Network. I'm here today with attorneys Russell Schwartz and Nick Plant of Worcester's leading family law firm, Schwartz & Plant. So the topic we're going to address today is the divorce process. So let's start with you, Attorney Plant. When you want to get divorced in Massachusetts, where do you start? You can start with us, because we can certainly help you do that. So we've we've done a couple of them. There's really two ways to get divorced in Massachusetts. Uh, one we call generally the uncontested way. And that's when parties either on their own or through the help of a mediator or lawyers like Russell and I uh, have an agreement at the outset. They know, how they, they know what they want to do with their case. They don't really require the court's help. And they go right to court with their agreement and they get divorced. The second part, or the second type, is much more common, and that's the, what we call uncontested. Doesn't mean it's going to end uncontested, but it means that there isn't an agreement at the outset, and they need to uh, start the court process to get them either to the final result or to that final agreement, and, and that, would, that would be the uncontested way. Those are the two general ways to get divorced here in Massachusetts. Rosal, I think people think of divorces as sometimes not quite neat and tidy, but at least efficiently kind of moving along. And other times you hear stories of ones that get really dragged out. Tell us about the, the timetable for a divorce. In Massachusetts, we as divorce lawyers and judges are required to resolve divorce cases within 14 months from the time that the process begins. Um, we are finding that uh, because of some of the efficiencies in the probate court, uh, that our matters are getting concluded in less time than 14 months. And as a matter of fact, Nick and I will tell you that there are many times where we can get clients divorced in weeks. Uh, the process is uh, very specific. A complaint for divorce is filed. That complaint gets uh, essentially placed on a conveyor belt. And then the case moves along the process uh, slowly, but particularly. Uh, the conveyor belt doesn't stop. It, it does not stop. It keeps moving whether the parties want it to, Oh, they don't want it to, but the process continues to move. And as a result, that's why we're seeing that our cases are resolving in less time than 14 months. So when we think of divorces, sometimes we think of it all comes down to some dramatic trial. Do a lot of divorces end up going to trial? Or I, I would say a lot don't, but certainly a fair number of them do. The ones that do end up going to trial are usually because there's a particular issue that requires a trial. Uh, the judges lawyers, the judges, everyone has got in, on Russell's conveyor belt, there's enough stops along the way to try to resolve that case through negotiations, mediations, arbitrations, judges giving opinions and helping to solve uh, limited issues. And sometimes it works and settles the cases. More often than not, it does. But there are those cases where there is a trial. We don't have a jury in the probate court, but we have a judge in a black robe. We have lawyers at counsel tables. We have witnesses in witness stands. We have direct examinations and cross-examinations and opening statements and closing arguments. And every so often, Russell and I get to jump up and yell objection, uh, just like you see in the movies. So they certainly do exist. Sure. Russell, tell us about your philosophy as a firm about how the process moves along. Moments where you have control and you may want to move things quicker and other moments where you may not. You know, uh, our philosophy is that we operate all of our cases within a range of reason. We set our clients' expectations in the very beginning, perhaps in our very first meeting, where we talk about what their likely best case scenario is, what their worst case scenario is, and somewhere in the middle. And the cost and time in between. Absolutely. So as a result, what, we're, what we are doing is setting those expectations so that they know where they're going to fall in once they hear the judge give them their feedback. And oftentimes, uh, their expectations, notwithstanding our um, recommendations may be higher and as a result they feel strongly about a particular issue 
Uh, we always tell our clients that they are ultimately in control and we will try their case to the best of our ability, as aggressive and as appropriate and professional as we can be, to achieve a result that's going to work for them. Well, I think this discussion moved along with the efficiency of a conveyor belt. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this. It's obviously a complex process. I can see why people need to consult with attorneys like you. For, but thanks for letting us know about the process and how it fits into the larger picture of family law. Thanks for listening to today's discussion. For more information on this topic and all topics surrounding family law, and to follow up with Attorney Schwartz and Plant, please visit the website at schwartzplant.com. And thanks for watching.